Welcome to the Revital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Revital Health is a proud member of the Health Optimization Network. Health Optimization Medicine and Practice is a 501c3 nonprofit on a mission to educate doctors and practitioners on how to optimize for health rather than treating disease. If you're interested in becoming a practitioner or donating, head over to homehope.org. Revital Health Clinic is the first and only of its kind exclusive health optimization clinic in Australia with state of the art technology protocols and personalized healthcare, compounded medicines made specifically to your testing individualities. To find out more, head to revitalhealth.com.au. This podcast really marks the end of a beautiful yet very challenging year. And Pam, who I interview today, is just an incredible woman. And the insights from this particular podcast, I can say, really put into perspective a lot of what all of us have been through in the last few years. It's been an incredible journey. So today we talk being human in business, the importance of person-to-person contact for support, fitness, data-driven and minimum effective dose fitness, parenthood, Pam talks to experience and writing a book on peace, power and parenting and strength through diversity. So we have beautiful key insights and takeaways and moments of real gold, pun intended, because Pamela is Pamela Gold. And we hope this inspires you for 2024 and the amazingness that is to come from this brand new year that we are about to embark on. So Pam is one of a kind and she's taken some of the most unique paths to founding a fitness and biohacking studio, one of the first in New York, growing up on an apple farm, supporting a young startup entrepreneur to dive into the world of fashion. Pamela has always followed her own beat and eventually becoming a mum and then a personal trainer opened up Pam's eyes to the need for efficiency in workouts and a more holistic approach to wellness. She began to discover innovative solutions like the ARX machine that allowed her to experience the future of exercise. And realizing this data-driven biohacking really have advanced recovery and it was missing from where she was in the New York scene. So she founded Portal and to fill that gap empowered clients with technology to hack their fitness. Now she reaches so many people worldwide um, and I really can't wait for you all to hear Pamela's expertise, her perception and really her huge enormity of growth that has happened on this journey. So for our last guest of the year on the podcast, I welcome Pamela Gold. All right, I have the absolute pleasure to welcome Pamela Gold on to the podcast today. And thank you so much for your time. It's the end of the day for you. I know you've got kitties around, well, big kiddos now. <laughs> and um, we, we met up in 
New York when I was over there not long ago, actually. Um, and we had a beautiful discussion and I was just dying to get you on the podcast to share your insights with the world. So thank you so much for your time, Pam. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's such a joy to meet such a kindred spirit. And I am so impressed by you and, and so grateful for the work that you're doing because it, you know, the, the, the impact that you can make and then that ripples out. And I feel like the more of us that are living these heart-centered, really wisdom-focused wisdom, wisdom focused lives and integrating, you know, the mind, body, and the heart into everything that we do, I really believe that this is what's going to ultimately you know, change the world. And when you look around at everything that's going on in the world, you know, this is, it just starts with each of us to be kind and to be healthy enough to keep our hearts open and be curious and wonder. So I'm excited to be here and excited to connect with you. If only we were closer, but we have more reach further apart sometimes, don't we? So that <laughs> technology it is, we might as well live next door. It's great. <laughs> Exactly. And it does feel like that, which is beautiful. You can still get to see faces and, and look into each other's, you know, light of eyes and all those sorts of things. So yeah, it's beautiful. So Pam, I want to start with a bit of a, an overview, a bit of context for everyone listening in and watching to what what makes you you and your a crazy, amazing, beautiful business that I walked into um, blew me away. And I think I'm right in saying that you're the first biohacking facility in New York City. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. We, that's, that's a big feat. That's a really big feat. It's a big city. <laughs> it's a huge it's a city. To find yourself in like, like, I wanted it. I was like, well, I guess I'll do it. I didn't want to. <laughs> well I guess I have to you know everyone kind of wants this and it's not had done before um so let, let's just start with that a little bit of your journey into that um and then I want to dive into your 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 fitness and your your amazing facility sure so I um I really stumbled upon all of this very organically uh, after I became a mom way back when, because my kids now are 17 and 15, um, I got really into fitness and wellness because, you know, like many women, I, I had a lot of not great habits that somehow you can kind of just get away with. But then after becoming a mom, um, I really, I had a much harder time losing weight. I had a much harder time <laughs> feeling like I had any energy and that I was awake. And I started to to dive into some of the lifestyle habits I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> so the fitness, the exercise was the first one that I started with and got very, very into physical fitness. Um, also got very into nutrition because I, even though I had studied microbiology and biochemistry in, in college. I somehow had the hubris to, to not think that it applied to me. So I just had a really, a lot of bad habits around my nutrition and my sleep. And, um, and so I got really into all of that. And then I got into yoga and meditation. And so I became a personal trainer, helping other moms mostly, um, kind of get themselves back after, after becoming, you know, becoming a mom. And, and during that, that time when I was a personal trainer and my kids were in school, I had several hours a day to work out. And so it was very easy to kind of, you know, it was never easy to juggle everything, but it was easy to fit in the workouts. Um, but then I went back to work where company um, in 2015. And then suddenly I was lucky if I had 20 minutes to work out. So I started researching a lot more of the more biohacking-esque um, options. 
And that's when I, I started experiencing some of the, the techniques, some of the equipment modalities, and I was blown away by it all. And then I really wanted it. And no one else in New York had most of the equipment that I wanted to use. So that's how I ended up starting the New York City kind of bricks and mortar business, which was, you know, being a, a solo entrepreneur, opening up a bricks and mortar gym in New York City is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so I knew it was, I knew it was going to be tough. But then COVID happened, which, of course, made everything um, beyond you know, since we had to shut down and all those things. So it's been a, it's been a rough journey for sure, but very organic and and authentic. Yeah. And from our conversation and your like the growth that happens from this is just incredible. You know, sometimes it's a it's a wonderful blessing, also very hard, but also that you discover yourself along the way in a in a very quick, accelerated uh way. Yeah. <laughs> Which can be eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah, I'd been studying and, and writing on inner strength, you know, for many years before I opened up um what was originally called hacked fitness. I, I had a, a pretty big spiritual awakening and meditation practice and an inner strength really was what I felt uh, called to really dive into and pursue. And, and if you had told me back in 2015 that I was going to open up what seemed to be a physical fitness gym or facility, I would have said, I don't think I'm going to do that. Why would I do that? Because I had this big discovery that the inner work was so much more important and and harder to access, harder to kind of get your, your arms around literally and, and find paths for. And so I really felt called to, to work on that. But then when I ended up you know, being called to open the bricks and mortar, you know, physical facility. And then when COVID happened, it was really like every, all of my training on the inner strength, like being able to stay faithful and, 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 you know, stay uh, tuned into creativity and finding the next best thing, even when you're really scared, you know, really under a tremendous amount of stress financially and practically. And there were so many people that I cared about that really needed support during that time. And so it really, it called me to do, really do the work that I've been studying and practicing on an entirely different level. Mm, absolutely. And uh, you you realize that it's um, survival. Like if you don't do that, then you crash and burn and you, you can see. Survive and thrive because it's certainly survival. Like you will crash and burn in certain ways, but so many people will live on the surface, seemingly a successful life. But internally, they're so unhappy. And that's, I believe, and I, I think you share the belief that so many of the diseases that that are pathological that, that humanity is facing, you know, they come from stress. They come from being out of integrity with, with our passion and with our purpose and and um, with our hearts. And, and we can only live that way for so long. So it may seem like we're surviving, but are we really, you know, and so I, I want to see what? people through body yeah 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 it's it's like that duck underwater you know you're, you're seemingly okay but then there is a lot going on underneath and you're not you're not really coping you're just sort of half drowning and then just coming up for air every so often um and that's 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 tricky chasing your tail constantly and often it's our closest relationships that really suffer you know I always found in life that you know it's the people that you know love you that you can kind of take out you know, the worst of our kind of impulses or, you know, it's like you just don't have it to give. And those are the people that you feel like you can lose it with. And so whether it's your partner, your parents, your children, it's it's oftentimes those closest relationships that 
um, you know, suffer the consequences more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Pam, you know, I, I guess women in business is a completely different thing as well. You know, we have different responsibilities, different brains, different hormones, all those, all those fantastic, wonderful things. You know, for me, even it's like when I also was called to do a bricks and mortar clinic here in Perth, I had so many people, you know, and I, it was such a consideration as like, well, do I, do I do online? Then I can travel. Do I, do I want this? And so many people had told me, don't do it, Jody. It's, it's like, it, it won't, it won't be, it won't be successful or it will drive you into the ground. But I had such a need and I'm not sure about you, but to connect with people at a physical level, you know, so it's so the ripple effect at a physical level can give you so much reach and you don't have to be only online to see people and actually be with them in their lives and support them through that. And I stand by the fact that I am so happy I opened a physical clinic here because the lives that I see come in and have change through that, and I'm sure you see the same, is that it, it means it, it, it makes everything worthwhile. And so I don't think I would have the same worthwhile feeling if it was an only an online business. So, you know, it, and it's a tricky thing because you're always told by certain people, you know, don't do this. This is going to, you know, this is going to fail but I am a little bit stubborn as well. And, uh, you know, so someone tells me I can't do it, I'm like, well, screw that. I'm going to try. <laughs> a bad idea to tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, know- it's like everything that you've said. It's so significant to have a physical location where people can physically go. You know, there are mm. things that happen in different spaces when it comes to resonance. You know, I think both of us believe that healing is a resonance and it's almost like a remembering or realizing um, that I wasn't broken in the first place or that I'm, I'm not alone and that I am enough and I am loved and I am worthy of care. And I literally, I just, one of the reasons I was running a tad late for this is I had a new client in today who came in for like the full, you know, intro session. So she was with us for, for three hours and she cried at the end because she said, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed by this feeling of gratitude and and just I'm just overwhelmed that I I took such time to care for myself and I feel so cared for here. And I mean that's just so special. And you you can't you first of all I could never have imagined what I was in for both both the highs and the lows. Like you, even it's almost like when you have a baby and like oh you're not going to sleep. You can't really appreciate that until you're like oh Oh, like, no, really, like, you're lucky if you get two hours. And it's the same thing with having a physical location. You know, you just never know who's going to walk in. You never know how you're going to be called either to be of service or to learn and grow. Like, I've learned more from my clients um, than I feel like I sometimes give them. Um, But it's just having the physical location, it allows this to happen that people can just walk in walk by they just happen to be in the right place right time there's something about the sign in the window that calls them to come in at that moment and it's like you're you're creating literally a portal because the business is now called portal but you're creating a portal for people to enter physically which then takes them somewhere mentally and energetically and you just i just couldn't and then when COVID happened and we had to shut down Oh, did I miss that? Did I miss my team? Did I miss that every day? New people walking in, the ways that I was going to be challenged and ways that I was going to be fulfilled. 
you know, you just, there was, there's nothing that could possibly compare to that, that I could do online. There's just no way. Online can be wonderful, certainly. And you can do so much good. And yes, the flexibility, oh my goodness, the flexibility and having a physical location, there is something extremely significant about that. Yeah. And it's that service, like you said, I think it's just so important. And the feedback you get from the people walking in, like you did today, you know, it's, it's, and I, and I get it too. I come in and they're like, well, as soon as I leave here, I feel optimistic. I'm, my cup's full and I can actually like cope with the world again. And I know where to come if I need to be refilled again. And I'm like, that's the, that's it. That's the essence. That's what I want to achieve. And I want to feel that you have somewhere that you can go or reach out to that really gives you strength. And if I can, you know, help or support and save maybe a handful of people, then my job's done, you know? So that's, that's how I feel. And you know, and I'm sure you're the same as that when a, a lot of people will come to you and like, why do you like put up with the stress? And I'm like, because the goodness is worth even more than the stress. And, you know, I wouldn't imagine doing anything. And I was asked by my kids the other day, they're like, oh, what, you know, if you had as much money as you wanted, mum, and if you, you know, was living your dream, what would you be doing? And I'm like, exactly what I'm doing now. And it made me think and actually appreciate and have gratitude for that. Because I thought, hold on, like what else would I want to be doing? Absolutely nothing. I'm actually living my dream. So this is incredible. But the hardship definitely creates challenges that makes us actually want to stay here. And I think that's hard for some people to understand in that you need to be challenged in life to actually grow. And we talked about this in length when we were at the at, the, at your clinic, at your, at your facility. So you know, let, let's, I guess, talk about some of the in, in detail aspects about business as a woman. And what, where, and, you know, you've had a, a fair share with, with, as we said, COVID, the hardships that you have been under. Like what specifics do you feel have really shaped the way that you are today? Well, you know, I think that because I already had had the spiritual awakening, which I hesitated about that for a long time, but now like, no, that's kind of what it is. So that happened before I started the business. And I had a lot of business background prior um, and my business background prior was extremely cerebral, extremely type A, you plan and you execute, um, you know, yes, you have to be flexible. However, there's a commitment, you know, to goals and plans and, and there's a, a rationality to it that, um, you know, is, is obviously super important and and there's nothing that that takes away from you know the need to plan and the need to to practice and to know your stuff and, and be organized and have the systems in place and and all of that is is absolutely critical but the thing about starting this company which i started in 2018 i was already in a much deeper place of surrender and presence where i was able to flow and be more in peak performance state, which, you know, science says is that optimal, you know, midpoint between anxiety and boredom. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> you're certainly not comfortable, um, but you're alive. And I mm -hmm. really, I built the business with that passion and with, with that flow. And, you know, it was hard for certain people that were close to me to understand and always be supportive because like as an example you know someone would kind of come in and, and you know ask me to to go have coffee 
you know, and if it felt in resonance, I said, yes. And some people be like, well, what's the agenda? And I'm like, I don't have one. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to have an agenda because it feels like it's in resonance. And I don't know if I'm meant to be of service or if they're meant to be of service to me or how there's going to be that synergy. But I trust that resonance in my being that this is the right thing for me to do today. Even though I maybe planned something else, I was always willing to change the plan which was very, very important that I practiced that for a few years before COVID happened, because then when COVID, we were forced to shut. And at that point, I already had a lot of VC, venture capital um, interest in, and support and was very far along and kind of signing and, and having the first check-in and, and signing the new lease on the new location. And, and so, you know, a lot had happened. It was very validating of this new way of, of being, we were in the Wall Street Journal. So two weeks before COVID, we were featured in the Wall Street Journal, which kind of was the absolute perfect placement for our business. So there were so many things that were so positive that really validated this new way of managing and way of operating, way of executing, moving through business. That was very different from what I had learned. I kind of had gotten a real world MBA right out of school. And it was very, very type A and very, uh, very high pressure. And it was, you know, not, not as heart centered. There was a lot of soul in, in all the businesses I was ever involved in. So there was a lot of heart and soul in the businesses, but, and there was, there was a lot of, um, you know, intensity and high stakes and, and not as much kind of presence and, and flow, let's just say a lot more rigidity. And so, you know, then when COVID happened, it was such a major event where clearly you have no choice but to let go and go with the flow. Like we we legally had to shut down. And funny story, I had a whole thing with my landlord back in November. So November, 2019, I won't bore you with the whole story, but my landlady decided to start an eviction process, which was very, very upsetting and stressful because I was like, I don't have any space yet, even though I knew. I, and I was like, okay, the universe is pushing me out. I know the space is too small. I know I'm meant for bigger things. So I was like, okay, I was trusting it. And it was very, very stressful. When COVID happened, if she hadn't started the eviction process in November, I wouldn't have been able to get out of my lease and stop paying rent. Wow. So it was one of the where you know, I'm very, obviously very spiritual. I feel very connected to a higher power, whatever you want to call it. I've had enough experiences in my life where I, there's absolutely nothing that could make me doubt a higher power at this point. But it was just one of those moments where, you know, I just felt like the wink and I was like, all right, well, even though when I remember getting served the papers and how stressed I was and like literally like hyperventilating, trying not to throw up, putting on peace patches. I've got these luminous peace patches. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be peaceful. I'm breathing, I'm meditating, but I didn't feel that way. You know, I didn't feel that way, but it was just yeah. so funny because you look back and you're like, that was, a, that was a blessing. Um, and then just through COVID, I just had to keep, keep, staying positive and, and listening to intuition, but there was so much failure. You know, we tried to launch a couple different versions of an app, never got product market fit, spent a lot of money, you know, investing mm -hmm. in what felt like this intuitive, this is what I'm feeling called to continue to, to create. And I'm certain I'm going to look back and see what the learning was from that at some point too. And kind of like what you said earlier, I'm like, even if I helped five people, it was worth it. I think there was probably 40 people whose lives I legit changed, you know, by the portal app. 
And I'm like, all right, so if you take the total amount of money I spent on that invested and then divide it by 40, that's how much I invested in each person. I'm like, I feel okay about that. Like, you know, that person's worth it. Good way of looking at it. And there's always those positives, right? Yeah, but it's like, it's like, look, you know, you have it's business. You have mm-hmm. to know your cash flow runway. You have to know, you know, the revenue and the expenses, and you have to know, you know, but there's so much that you don't know and that you is gonna be out of control. And you have to do your best and surrender the rest. And so it's been kind of it's like learning to ski and you're like slaloming and you're like, okay, right leg, left leg, like trust and allow, but then work really hard. Trust <laughs> and allow work really hard you know, the hard work and the, the pain the uncertainty as as uh, stud says it's 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 there um so it's just, there's no avoiding it you can't pretend like you can because you can't and you just gotta flow with it and just keep staying positive and keep trusting the process that you know you're gonna know it when you're meant to pivot <laughs> and sometimes the universe will make it really clear that you're pivoting it's like the door closes you're like okay i get it it's a sign um but just to stay emotionally and mentally and and from an energetic heart you know space stay positive stay in faith you know feel the feelings and then and then bless them be grateful for them like there's been a lot of that a lot Absolutely. of that and you, you get a lot of I get, I, I get a lot of clients coming through that they're in a really stuck place you know they're like they're stagnate, they're not moving anywhere physically and mentally and spiritually. And when I look at them and I think, you know, yeah, let's get you moving and I'm going to help you, but I would hate to be in that position. And this is what this aliveness of, of constantly moving and being challenged is, you know, you, you feel alive, like you said, it's it's that, you know, crux of that balance between push and pull and trust and surrender and all those things. <laughs> perfect like when people oh the work-life balance you know as a mom you oh on some level have the very real visceral feeling that you're letting someone down either letting yourself not doing enough self-care you're letting your kids down because they feel like they need you for something or want you you know around more um you're letting your business down because well you just stepped away from the business and you're going to spend the next four hours at your kids play you know like it's Mm -hmm constant constant battle game i try to shift from a fight mentality to a play mentality you know to keep it lighthearted where it's like there was a um a scene in finding nemo where they're um, bouncing on top of jellyfishes you know you're like just stay on top of them you just stay on top of you lighthearted and you just trust kind of the pivot like now I'm going to be with my kids. Now I'm going to be, you know, at the business. Now I'm going to be with self-care. Now I'm going to be with my husband. Now I'm going to, you know, go check in on my parents, check in on these clients. And you just kind of keep moving around the star. Um, but what you said about people getting stuck, you know, there's that paralysis where we feel like we're not enough and we're not able to be enough or do enough. And then we go into fight or flight or freeze or fawn. And all of us have one that we're more likely to go into you know some people are more likely to go into freeze and you know like you said physically moving you know can be a way to get unstuck because i do believe that when you are dealing with emotional pain moving your body physically helps it move but then in some instances people over move as a coping mechanism and then you're going to get injured so the universe shows you that 
you got to stop and you got to actually look where you're not looking on the inside. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, I'm an old soul, I think like you, and I feel like, you know, I can kind of, I can kind of just see ancestrally in many generations of like how we all got here. And it's like, hmm, I see how this happened. I see how I ended up being the overachieving, over controlling type A person that I was the first 30 or so years of my life. Like I see how that happened. And it got me where I am and I wouldn't be as strong as I am in so many ways if I wasn't that way all those years. So there's a lot of peace and surrender and, you know, you hold space like you do whenever someone comes in, wherever they're at, you can kind of feel where there needs to be a little more or a little less. And you lovingly, you know, ask if, if they want your help. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't come in if they didn't want your help. But you, you ask, you don't just coach people without them, without them telling you they want it. Um, but then, you know, it, the same thing that we do for ourselves, like it's the same inner work constantly that we, we offer to our clients. Absolutely. And that's where the, the gold is, is that, um, you know, pun intended, the gold is to actually shift that power that you're learning into giving that to your clients to actually have and, and hold as well. And that's the skills, that's the transfer, that's the learning for yourself and helping others. And you know, back to that piece about fitness as well. And I know that I wanted to dive into this with you because I love what you do at Portal. And I had a little look around all your incredible machines. And I'm a big one for minimum effective dose of fitness. Yeah. You know, so especially for women. And I think also for men. Um, but a lot of women will punish and, and hurt themselves and um, overachieve in the fitness world to try and make up for the lack of other things, you know, other time, other food, other habitry. And I think, you know, we don't need as much as we think we need. And, you know, most of the times when I'm getting clients, just as a suggestion to try and go back to one every second day of a heart, you know, of a session that they can do, they're feeling better, their energy's going up, they're losing weight, and they're like, well, why wasn't I doing this when it was five, six days a week, waking up at 6 a.m. and absolutely slaughtering myself? I'm like, well, you know, does that sound good? <laughs> so talk me through what incredible things that you have at Portal and then that minimum effective dose because I really love to hear about that. Yeah, so for me, uh, the first machine that that really drew me in to this is the ARX, which is the Adaptive Resistance Exercise Machine. So that's a stability and strength trainer. So as women, for bone density and, and muscle mass, as we age, it's, it's mission critical that we find a way, some way to do this heavy lifting and heavy lowering. And the lowering is key because we can lower about 30% more weight than we can lift. And so if there's a safe way for us to do these heavy times under tension, lowering weight, it's much, much more effective and efficient than lifting a lower level of weight. Um, and under normal strength training you know, protocols, you have to choose the, the lowest kind of common denominator. What's the lowest weight that I can move through the full range of motion? And you know, at different, different points of the range of motion, we have different force production capacities, all those things. So Traditional weight training is a very kind of outdated and inefficient way to strength train. Um, adaptive resistance is significantly better. So if you don't have access to the high tech tech, high tech tech that we have in Portal, 
even just using resistance bands is is better than traditional weights uh, for the most part. But the ARX machines are on an entirely different level because it's computerized, first of all. So you're getting all of your data. Each moment of every rep, you can see how much work you're doing. Now, it's an isokinetic machine, which means that the machine is, is moving at a set rate of speed. And you can choose isokinetic where, or you can choose um, stabilized where isometric, where it's not moving at all. Or isokinetic, you just choose what rate of speed it's going to move towards you and move away. And then it's up to you how hard you push or pull um, as it's moving towards you and, and away from you, which then allows you to 100% be in control the whole time how much weight you're lowering or lifting. So it's not like traditional weight training where you go and the trainer says, okay, here, hold these 20 pound barbells or these 50 pound barbells. In this case, you're in control and you can learn to trust your body. You can learn to trust your breath, trust your alignment. You're moving very, very slowly and you can do these really, really, really high times under tension movements very safely. In a very short period of time, you will do so much more work than you would do in a traditional weightlifting session. So, you know, whether we're talking about um, building muscle mass, which usually is from the high times under tension where you're getting the micro tears and the muscle fibers, and then you need the protein to come in and rebuild stronger muscle or additional mass. So it can be both higher quality muscle mass and more muscle mass. It's very hard as a woman to bulk up. So a lot of women are like, I don't want to bulk up. I'm like, try. <laughs> see see if it because it really doesn't. I found for me my muscle was getting more and more dense but not adding inches. So the quality of the was getting much much better and my strength was going up, but I wasn't adding inches at all. Um so you in one fell swoop with the ARX you can add muscle mass, you can add um, overall strength, which is the overall work that you do, the body's going to adapt to be able to be stronger. And then thirdly, you increase your endurance because you're doing these really, really high times under tension. You can choose whether you have pauses or not. Either way, your heart rate is getting up and your muscles are going to complete fatigue in a safe way. Because with each rep, if you're doing kind of your max, it's very, very quick that you get to fatigue. Because whatever your one rep max is, if you try to do it a second time, you can't. So you do your whatever your second rep max is and then your third rep max. By the time you get to the sixth rep, you're like at like definitely 40% off of, of what your max is. And that's what statistically we say fatigue is. But it's just such an efficient, effective, precise, optimal way to train. And it's so safe, which as we age, avoiding injury becomes kind of one of the most important considerations. So it's just, it's an amazing tool. And that is one of the pillars of the minimum effective dose training that we have at Portal. Mm. And it's, you know, again, a lot of people say I need to train more to stop and get my, you know, my, my functional patterns in order to then stop having injuries, but then training mostly, like you said, causes injuries if you're not already there. So having a safe way to do it in the correct way and being watched, then le levitate you into that next level, you know, of that position. So ability, strength second, and then power. And so another one of um, the tools that we use at Portal is the Proteus, which is a functional power trainer. So you can use it for stability and use it for strength. 
and then you can progress to the power moves. And again, it's all digital, computerized, so you get all of your data. It's gamified, so you can kind of compete against yourself and other people. And you can see across all of your, your body what the strength um, levels are of different body parts. If you are out of balance, left, right, upper body, lower body, um, you can see if you need to train more for speed or train more for strength, depending on what your power numbers are. Um, so it's a very precise way to continue to evolve. And we want to get everyone to the point where they're working out on the Proteus. And there's a Proteus power score where it's basically your power over your weight. And we want to get people to a score of one, which is a great metric to think about because if we ever fall, we have to catch ourselves. Mm -hmm. You want to be strong enough to be able to catch yourself and not be injured. And so that is one of the, one of the goals as I age is to maintain a, a Proteus power score of one. Mm. And it's great to have that measurement to aim for because otherwise what are you aiming for and how do you know that you've fallen below that or you've gone above that? There is no real way of knowing other than your own perception of your body. And sometimes, as I've discovered, people's perception is completely gone. No idea what's going on inside. <laughs> oh, it's so common. And our, our brains live in a, a world of relativity. Um, so having having objective feedback that's really quantified is is huge when when we're talking about anything that's health related. Um, and then the third the third pillar that we have is the cardiovascular trainer. We use the Carol bike, and so the Carol bike um, uses uh, an advanced algorithm. AI, where it's constantly taking in all of your health metrics, your heart rate, your power output, and assessing your overall fitness level, and also dialing in perfect resistance to get you to glycogen depletion twice in just two 20-second sprints. So you can actually do a ride in less than five minutes that is the equivalent, from a glycogen depletion standpoint, as a 45-minute jog. So from an efficient standpoint, it's, it's head and shoulders more efficient. And then you do get kind of an increased afterburn where you're metabolically burning more calories throughout the day, the rest of the day. So those are the three pillars. And, you know, we play with, with some other things like blood flow restriction. We um, are, are playing with the blood flow cuffs because I do believe obviously in the efficacy um, of that from a minimum effective dose standpoint, we do sometimes um, play with, you know, e-stim, you know, on a more of a rehab, uh, you know, protocol than a training protocol, just because I feel like the, and I don't know how familiar you are with, within an eSIM, whether it's a Theristim or a newbie, new X, new fit, there's a lot of different products on the market, but by using direct um, um, electric stimulation to muscles, we can really identify if there's imbalances or if there's an activation issue. And if also if there's an old injury where the nervous system is still remembering pain, but actually there's been healing, we can kind of reprogram the nervous system to um, remember that, no, actually I'm fine. I don't need to kind of spaz up and, and, and get pain when I move through that motion because I'm better now. So part of is, is really kind of focus on both kind of a rehab because a lot of people come to us already with injuries, um, but then it's like, okay, how do we really have a strong foundation so we can continue to be functionally fit as long as we have a body? Yeah, and I love all of that. And it's so true that the body, the body will constantly protect, especially as the mind still sees weakness as well in those areas. And we're so used to protecting those parts. But I really, you know, and I think, for, for what you're saying and I think just to, to push towards um, the listeners is that when you're doing this work in minimum effective dose, you're actually reducing 
you know, good stress or hormetic stress on the body timeline. So then you have more reserves after and you have that ability to still give to your day without completely exhausting the whole system and the, you know, cortisol and all the things that come along with a healthy output of stress. But also if you already don't have that reserve, then you're going to be overdoing yourself and then causing yourself more damage, more fatigue, more breakdown, all the things. So, yeah, and I think a lot of this is not well known. Again, a lot as a lot of things are not where you think they are when you're in the space, but a lot of people don't realise and they're still on that, you know, one-hour gym session, work as hard as you can, a few little breaks in between, go as hard as you can and then wonder why you're injured, you know, twice a month. So, yeah, no, I love it. I would want to speed up the aging process. Like, why would you ever want to do that? Once, once you reach, once you reach a certain age, you're like, no, we need, to, we need to slow this down. You don't want to overdo it. You want to find the sweet spot. And the only way you can kind of keep tracking the sweet spot, you know, I think probably HRV is the best way, you know, and I always tell people when they come in, if they're booked for an ARX session, for instance, a workout session, but if they're hopefully, you know, tracking their HRV, tracking their sleep, and they're like, yeah, it seems like I might be fighting something. And I'm like, listen, even though it's a business and we have a 12 hour cancellation policy, and I appreciate you coming in, let's switch out the workout for recovery today. And let's give your body that extra support. And let's not fear not enough of the workout. All of us, all of us under recover. There is no one I've ever that is in in the fitness industry that doesn't skew a little bit on the too much, if not a lot on the too much of the hard work. Because we're hard workers. We just are. And we love it. And we love the results. And in the physical realm, the harder you work, the better results that you get. However, our body is not just physical. Our body is mental and our energetic and the physical, the harder you the hammer, the better results that you get mentally and energetically, the more you relax, the better the results are going to be. So we need to learn how to relax and we need to learn what relaxation feels like in our mind and in our bodies and be able to hold that resonance in our workout. Yes. And that's ground. That's one of the reasons why I love the ARX is because it becomes that mental trainer. It's moving so slowly. You can dial in the breath. You can dial in, okay, I'm only activating the muscles are at work and I'm relaxing my neck. I'm relaxing my jaw. I'm relaxing all the other muscles that aren't involved, but yet we dance everything. And and it's great because you get this opportunity to retrain yourself how to relax. I mean, I'm I'm not all the way there. <laughs> Trust me, my neck, I'm like, why is my neck involved in this? <laughs> but it's so true the hrv as well like i've noticed as soon as i go push too hard and it is that sweet spot and it's really tuning into your body as soon as i push too hard my hrv goes down and then i back off sometimes because everything else takes over it's not actually to my wanting to back off and my hrv goes up and i'm like hmm, interesting lesson there jody so you it's, know and it's it's always yeah. good to where that fits for you and timelines change you know as women particularly the hormonal months you know look very very different as well yeah and we just we really want to be good listeners right I always say I think I probably said it to you when when we sit on the PEMF which is one of the recovery modalities we have at portal I want people to listen to their bodies I want people to ask their bodies do they like it do they want a little less do they are they curious about more and and I always people notice the difference between thinking and listening like mm. when you and I are talking I'm I'm just in the flow and I'm listening to you and I'm I'm not thinking about what I want to say 
before I say it. And like, while you're talking, I'm listening to you. And I remember being younger, if I was nervous and I was maybe doing, you know, a presentation on something or, you know, where I, I wasn't as good at that. I was oftentimes thinking about what I wanted to say or thinking about, and we're taught, think, use your head, of course. And we do want to think, but one of my mentors, Mark Atkinson, you know, he's like, you're not going to stop thinking you you've got that down. You can relax about that. And so we really want to learn the difference between thinking and listening and honor our body by listening to it. Our body will tell and I'm the queen of ignoring so much of what my body was telling me for so many years. I was the, oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't have any pain. What pain? And I had a huge breakthrough, huge aha, actually listening to a podcast with Ben Greenfield and um, Gary Linehan from Human Garage. And Gary was working on Ben and they were working through stuff. And, and you know, Gary asked Ben, okay, now where do you feel the pain? And Ben stopped and like listened to his body and then he reported back and in that moment i had a huge light bulb go off because i literally just filled out something for gary about going to see him and i'm like no i don't have any pain and i was like oh my god i'm not listening to my pain i'm not listening to my i've raised i was raised to be so gritty and so resilient that i just ignored all of those so so important signs and i needed to go back and relearn how to listen to my body and honor my body. And sure, sometimes it's like, okay, not now body, because we have to just get to where we're going to pick up the kids or whatever, but then go back and be like, okay, what's going on there? What's my body telling me? Am I dehydrated? Do I have a movement pattern that's off and I'm going to get injured if I don't fix this? But it's so important to listen to our bodies. And Absolutely. yeah, it's and and teaching, which I want to, it's a bit of a good segue into this, teaching those around us, not client, only clients, but children as well, to actually to actually do that. And you know, I, I want to touch before we get on to the run out of time on and what we brought it up earlier is that guilt, that mum guilt, and <laughs> that multiple different hats that we have to wear throughout the day. And I know you've written an amazing book on parent and parenting program as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, you know, insights, I guess, like let's talk through some of that. And I know it's, it's so huge. It's so big. There's so much to it, but from writing a book, from doing a program, what are some of the key things that really hold and lock you down into the grounded parenting <laughs> as such that, that peaceful parenting, as you say, <laughs> well, one mantras that comes first of all, we already said, you know, do your best to surrender the rest. That's one of my parenting mantras. Um, Another thing I say to myself frequently, because I've had to retrain that inner critic who always obviously has so much to say, um, you know, kind of tongue in cheek say, well, I already knew I wasn't perfect. Mm. You know, unwiring the perfectionist tendency um, because nothing in life is ever perfect, but nothing is farther from perfect than, than parenting. I mean, it's, there's no such thing. And another analogy that comes to mind is you probably have heard how like if an airplane is flying from Perth to New York, 100% of the time, pretty much it's off course. And it's it's always a little too far north or too far south, like high, low, but it's always off course. And it's the process of recorrection that actually gets it to its destination. And so when it comes to parenting in particular, um, but really all of life, I, I love dialectic 
thinking and dialectic kind of behavioral therapy and knowing that there's always two poles and you're probably always going to be a little off course. And, you know, you want to just keep returning to that middle path with as much grace, as much levity, keeping a sense of humor, right? The more, the more playfulness we can bring to all areas of our life, you know, is, is going to be liberating and empowering and it gets results. Um, but it's just finding the middle path and, and, you know, parenting yourself as you're parenting your children and then, and then demonstrating to your kids, you know, the things that you just learned, <laughs> you know, like I just learned to prepare. I just learned to apologize in a much better way. And I, I'm learning to, you know, take constructive criticism with, with much more grace and thoughtfulness and patience and, and loving being wrong. And even though it doesn't feel good and, and, you know, really being vulnerable with your kids and, and being honest about your own kind of process of becoming the parent that you, you wish you were. Uh, so those are the things I guess that just, just come to mind right off the gate um, because it, it, it is like, there were four modules in peace power parenting where it was like the first one is, is finding your center and finding your own kind of calm before doing anything else. Because if you don't have it, you can't give it to anyone else. And the second one is, is really about kind of listening deeply and, and really discerning kind of there's a full context of what's going on and, and really getting as much information as possible and avoiding kind of the judgments that we, we are so laden with. And we think, you know, we, we don't really always go as deep as we need to on what things really mean. And like, like when the kids are upset about like the chicken that you cooked, it's not about the chicken, you know, it's about what happened in their day and like how they're feeling if they're tired and, and realizing that there's always so much more going on. Um, the third week is is kind of the warm, warm, wise kind of communication that we want to be warm and wise, you know, with, with our kids and, and learning how to communicate that way, which most of us didn't learn. And then the fourth, the fourth week is about empowered discipline. So really, how do we empower our kids as we're helping them learn to course correct? Because there's so much, um, you know, shame in our culture and so much guilt in our culture. And there's healthy guilt, like, hey, I made a mistake, but shame is, you know, I am a mistake and I am bad and I'm no good. And you get so stuck in that. And so we really want to try to figure out how to support our kids in navigating those thoughts, navigating those feelings, facing the natural consequences, you know, of, of their choices and um, letting them fully hold the consequences while we're there to help them. You know, they're, they made a mistake, they're going to clean it up, but we're going to be there to help them and say, yeah, that's hard. I've made that mistake too. You know, you're not alone. Everyone makes mistakes and I'll help you clean it up, but you're going to clean it up. <laughs> but you, you make it fun. You're like, yeah, learning is uncomfortable, but you can make it fun. Something doesn't have to be fun to have fun. I have a million, you know, sayings, but it's, it's, those are the things that I think just are most important to me. Yeah. And, and amazing. I think that those insights and really it transfers across all areas of life, like you said, and it's never going to be on course all the time there is no and that's that I think that's like you like you said the most empowering thing to know is that there is always going to be a course correction so you're never going to be perfect and you're never going to have it 100% right ever so why not find the best ways in between and have curiosity and have learning and have fun with those things even though it sometimes is very hard 
in the moment. And we will make huge mistakes, but it's about that forgiving and coming back into yourself and then showing, like you said, showing those who are around you, um, you know, like I, I really stuffed up and this is now my, you know, process back to it all. And that's more empowering because we don't, like you said, don't get taught how to, you know, stuff up and then come back from that. It's like, don't stuff up. Well, everyone's going to stuff up. <laughs> Learning is stuffing up. I've never heard stuffing up before, but I love it. So, <laughs> I tried to, um, I tried to, yeah, so like that, that, saying the F word. <laughs> you're you're such a blessing I'm so grateful that you are out in the world doing the work that you're doing and um you know it's just such a pleasure to spend time with you oh and 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 as it is too um so thank you so much now I think you know now I just want to before we part a few things how do you best look after yourself daily you know what are your non-negotiables that you have to have in your life daily to really nurture you? Mm -hmm. So I have gotten down to things being very, very simple because simplicity is one of the things that I need in my life to nurture me. And so the breath, being conscious of the breath, and it's always with us, you know? So it's like, there's never, there's never an excuse for me to be in a bad place. Even if I didn't have time even if I didn't have time to have exactly what I wanted to eat, didn't have time to get to the gym, didn't have time. Hopefully I brushed my teeth. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that happened. Um, and the breath, you know, one of my teachers, uh, Jean Houston, I don't know if you've ever encountered her work, but she teaches how to drop into quantum time and how to create a lot of space in a second, in a microsecond. And, and, Having those tools at my disposal, like remembering to look at my breath and live in the breath and create space with the breath and drop in and that you have this seemingly superpower. And mm -hmm. it's that practice that is truly my non-negotiable. And, and I am, I forget, you know, we have moments where something very unexpected and painful happens where, you know, it sends you and it's just a question of how long does it take for you to wake back up and remember that all is not lost, that you are, you are here, you have your breath, everything is figure outable. I have the power to respond. So it's like, you know, having this mindset and having this practice is the thing for me because it used to be meditation would have been my answer. It used to be that every morning I woke up a half an hour before everybody else and I meditated and I did that for years and that was my non-negotiable. And I think that daily practice got me to the point where I'm now at where I've kind of graduated perhaps and every now and then, you know, I'm like, Oh no, I, I definitely feel like I've maybe fallen off and I need to meditate daily again for a while. So, it, you know, you, you, you get back to the basics. Um, but I think now the simplicity is the breath and the practices that I've learned from different teachers, which allow me to really kind of expand time and space so yeah. I can find grace every moment. And it's my responsibility to find grace and bring grace. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse in my book for me not to be compassionate, not to bring grace. doesn't mean I don't screw it up, stuff it up <laughs> at times. And then I, I come back and I, I repair but that's my non-negotiable is, is that space, that breath, the grace. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think I, I, um, you know, make sense of that in a way of creating space in between moments. And that reactionary time is that what you have the power of and that I, I, I take from what you've just said in that you have that capacity and that gift of, right, what is this? You know, how am I going to choose? Which, which pathway am I going to take right now? And that is so empowering and we all have that no matter what. And, yeah, sometimes we take the wrong path. But others, and more we practice this, the better we get at knowing where that space in between lies for us. Yeah, you're literally paving new neural pathways, right? You, The more you practice it, the more it becomes a well-trodden path and it's mm-hmm. easy to fall in. And, you know, for me, there's been a series of practices that then become coping mechanisms. <laughs> it's, it's shocking that you can you know, you can use gratitude as a coping mechanism, you know, and spiritually bypass pain. And, and so, you know, you, you, you got to keep taking what that lowest hanging fruit is on the path of practice. You know, if you're someone that doesn't have a really strong daily, hourly gratitude practice where you can really be grateful even for the, for this, the, the stuff <laughs> that, you know, that then you just find yourself grateful for no reason at all. Right. Like there's, there's levels of mastery around all of these practices and you want to meet yourself right where you are. You know, like I've, I've been a meditator for many, 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 many years. I've also had a lot of trauma in my life when I was young that I think paved my brain to make meditation easier. I have a theory on that. Um, so, you know, if this sounds like insurmountable, <laughs> it's, it's not any, I really do believe with practice, we can rewire our brains, a daily meditation practice, daily breath practice, um, a mindful movement practice where you're breathing and moving, connecting the body and the breath to make it just more innate that your breath is at the front of your consciousness. Absolutely. Oh, so well said. And I don't want to say any more because it's just perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to stuff it up by saying anymore. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just love these conversations and I love you and thank you so much for all your work. And I want to, so just by departing, just tell us where to find you. Whoever's in New York, they have to go and find you. Um, you know, a beautiful space, a beautiful woman. <laughs> so where are the, the links, the websites, all the things? So portal is P-R-T-L. So P-R-T-L.com. And you can go to PamelaGold.com. So those are the ways you can easily find me. Wonderful. All right. And I'll put all that in the notes as well. So bless Have a beautiful night. And um, thank you so much for your time today, Pam. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day. Back to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and it is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.
bye